I'm Eileen Ray McCann for Circle of Blue, and here's What's Up With Water, your need-to-know news of the world's water. Prolonged and severe drought is hastening Afghanistan's plans for new dams to bring water to its farmlands. It is also increasing enmity with Iran, with whom it shares a river vital to both countries. Afghan officials say their country has one of the world's smallest water storage capacities and needs the new dams to supply its agricultural base, which is the heart of its economy and which has been devastated by drought. Farming productivity in Afghanistan has fallen 45 percent this year, according to the country's agricultural ministry. Afghanistan lacks the infrastructure for large-scale irrigation. Plans to increase water storage have been in the works for decades, but there has been a recent push for international aid to build two dams and increase the height of existing dams. Iran is facing its own water stress with recent protests against water shortages. Iran objects to Afghanistan's dam-building ambitions, fearing that its own supply of water would be diminished. At particular issue is the Helmand River, which runs through Afghanistan. Its water is shared with Iran through a treaty signed in 1973. Afghan officials say the lack of dams on their portion of the river means they can't control the flow into Iran, which they claim has received more than its allowable share of water. The matter is further complicated by drought, conflict, and political instability. Afghanistan has been at war for the past 40 years, and so the water supply has been uneven. Afghanistan accuses Iran of using the Taliban to conduct a proxy war over water. The Taliban control the water measuring station named in the treaty, and no official has been able to visit it since 2015. Iran has repeatedly denied involvement with the Taliban and says the dialogue between the governments is a diplomatic issue. There is a difference of views on who must be consulted and who must approve dam building under the treaty. A senior official in Iran's irrigation department says that Afghanistan has to honor the treaty by seeking consent from Iran in order to prevent environmental damage from proposed dams. Afghanistan's deputy minister for agriculture and irrigation told Reuters news service that, quote, We want to resolve a dispute with Iran, but there are some security issues. Our country is under tremendous stress, and Iran must understand. Germany is facing a lawsuit from an environmental group over nitrate pollution from agriculture. Deutsche Umfeldtiefe is a non-profit environmental and consumer protection association and a member of the European Environmental Bureau. It alleges that Germany is not doing enough to protect human health from the hazards of nitrates in groundwater. It says that of the 28 European Union states, Germany has the second-highest concentration of nitrates in groundwater, right after Malta. Germany tightened its agricultural fertilizer restrictions last year, but Deutsche Umfeldtiefe says they still do not meet European standards for protecting drinking water and groundwater, and there are too many loopholes. Frustrated, the group decided to use legal action to press for stricter standards in response to what it termed absolutely no political will in the government. 
Nitrate pollution results from the overuse of fertilizers, which then seep into water systems including groundwater, rivers, lakes, and oceans. High nitrate levels in drinking water can be toxic. They also cause algae blooms and low oxygen levels in water, which are hazardous to aquatic life. In 2016, the German government reported that over a quarter of its agricultural groundwater measuring sites had nitrate levels above the EU-mandated limit. Germany's next nitrate report is not due until 2020. Human-induced climate change made South Africa's Day Zero scenario three times more likely. That's according to a new study by an international consortium of climate scientists. This spring, Cape Town's crippling drought threatened to exhaust municipal water supplies, and only an intense civil conservation effort managed to keep the pipes from running dry. Experts called the drought the worst since 1904. The World Weather Attribution Group analyzed data from Africa's western Cape region and found that the water shortage was more due to reduced rainfall rather than high temperatures. Over three years of drought, rainfall was down 30 to 50 percent of the average. The scientists say that without human-induced warming, the Cape region would experience a critical dry period like this once every 300 years. With the present level of warming, Cape Town can expect a drought of this magnitude every 100 years. And if the world warms to the upper limit of the Paris Climate Accord, which is likely, a day zero drought could hit Cape Town once every 33 years. While Cape Town was able to deter day zero for this year, all the models used for the study suggest that the trend will continue. The emergency measures that spared the city, including severe water restrictions and cutting off irrigation supplies, are not considered sustainable. The dams and reservoirs supplying Cape Town depend completely on rainfall, a critical weakness in a variable climate. The study's authors warn that the increased risk of severe drought and the vulnerability of the city's water systems underscore the need for bolstering Cape Town's resilience to current and future drought risks. Besides increasing water efficiency, imposing water restrictions, and using tariffs to manage demand, Cape Town has considered ways to increase water supplies, such as building desalination plants. However, these options are not expected to add much to the water supply until at least next year. And that's What's Up With Water. We'd like to share what's up where you are. Tweet us with your water news at Circle of Blue hashtag What's Up With Water.